Good evening. Welcome to Success in the City. My name is Helen Webster. I'm with the lovely Sandra Scott. And our guest today is our great friend, Fran Darcy. Welcome. Thank you, Fran, for joining us for a second time. Um, so <laughs> Fran was our guest last week. And unfortunately, the internet in um, the pub where I was in Gloucestershire um, didn't work, even though the guy had been like super helpful and moved me to all different places in the pub. Um, wasn't that kind of couldn't that? get a connection. That was kind though, wasn't it? What he did and everything to help you. So poor Fran watched me eat me dinner because I thought <laughs> I'll put it on. So I put I put it on and then I put the laptop by the side of me and was eating me dinner like that. And I thought, oh my god, Fran was like watching, like just sitting eating my dinner. And then the fella was like, Oh, are we live? And I went, Oh no, not yet. I said we don't go live till half seven. And it was all working okay, but then when the streaming came, it just wouldn't sort of connect, you know. Um, and then he was like, oh, I'll put you in this room. And he put me in, like, the back where the, the breakfast is served and stuff. And then he said, oh, yeah, you can come into our office. And he put me in the office. And they were just lovely. The staff in there were absolutely amazing. So a big shout-out to them. Um, they were lovely, yeah. So, so massive thanks, Fran, for joining us. So Fran's from the Big Hill Project, and we'll find out more and more um, later as we go along. But first, we shout out to the kids, any young people who've done amazing, amazing things. So, Sam, do you want to shout out to the kids first? No, you can. Okay. So I'm going to shout a massive, massive shout out to the children from Holy Rosary School. So we've been there yesterday and today with Lou, our interactive playground. Yesterday we did all the juniors and today we did all the infants and we're going back on Thursday to play whack-a-ball with them. And they all experienced Lou. They all engaged. They were just amazing. And what a lovely, lovely school. The children were like so well behaved and oh, they were just lovely. And it was just great to see them all. So massive big shout out to all the kids from Holy Rosary School. Um, Fran, have you got young people you want to shout out to? Yes, so our youngest ambassador is called Theo Vasu and um, every Christmas and Easter and throughout the year he does regular collections for our food bank and he collects like hundreds upon hundreds of items for us and he raises awareness about the charity and our work in his school with his peers. He's a little superstar, he really is. Oh, well done Theo. Thank you Theo. Great. Well done, Cleo. Sam? Yeah, I've got a couple because it's been a couple of weeks since we did our show. Uh, shout out mm -hmm. to Marie and Italo, uh, to Marie Vickers' kids who were very, very well behaved when I went to babysit for them. Um, that was incredible. Ginevra, Raf and Luca, they were all really, really good. And also, shout out, I know I've done a shout out to a lot of my little people who I tutor and et cetera, um, but I wanted to give a shout out to Rowan, and Phoebe and Rowan's mum and dad um, have gone to Valencia. I teach them all Spanish and they've gone to Valencia and left them with their nan for the weekend, although they will get spoiled rotten. Um, but he's been coming on loads because we're preparing him for going to school when they move to Spain and he's been learning everything. So yeah. shout out. Oh, massive. Well done to all of them. Brilliant. Um, so success for you personally this week. Um, yes, you, Sam, you can go first. Well, Success for me is I drove back from Cornwall successfully in one piece, despite the gaffer tape that was holding the bumper together, snapping, that's been on since last August, and it has got an Um And we pulled off and found a place at nine o'clock at night on the Sunday and got better gaffer tape 
stuck it back together again and it was great it's like it's it's like it's had um, a remodel or a re it looks much better um because the current i didn't notice it and i thought oh that looks as if it had a little bit of a uh, lens in the old gaffer tape um, yeah, so we got back up there, no bother. And we drove up in the night time because it was on the news that there was going to be a fuel protest mm. the next day. So um, we got up, so I got in about half two in the morning on early hours Monday um, after that. So I was delighted with myself. That was Brilliant. a win. A massive win. Um, what about you, Fran? So in the last week, I've joined a gym and I've not been a member of a gym for I don't know how many years and I've been in admin induction and I know I've well, used so. all the machines so that that is a big step for me. Which gym have you joined from? It's the Green Bank. Um oh brilliant I, I Green Bank Gym. On, so it's like a local little independent yeah. gym. Green Bank Gym is is that the one um so it's the disability gym where all it of is. the uh, amazing the boss yeah. facility. Yeah yeah it's on Green Bank, Green Bank Drive, Green Bank Road. Yeah, there. yeah, hopefully there near the watering can. Yes, yes, amazing yeah. facility, amazing facility. Did you meet Mark? So Mark looks after everybody there. He's yes, I did. Wheelchair yeah, user, really amazing. Yeah, 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 it's boss. Um, so my success this week is that on Saturday night I went out with Ali Moff and all the girls. So there was like thirty of us who went to Bongo's Bingo for a hen do. And we had an absolute ball. And the biggest thing is she won the Henry Hoover. Brilliant. But can I just say, that's fantastic. But the fact you haven't mentioned that you did a 25-mile, whatever it was, hideous thing, right across Cornwall, up and down, in and out of water, did a vertical kilometre like this, scrambling up a cliff, cliff face, etc. That wasn't your success. Interesting. No, well, that's that happened two weeks ago now, didn't it? Was um, so yeah, so I did I did Man versus Coast. I loved, absolutely loved every single minute of it of it. It was amazing. Um it was just it was just one of the best things I've ever done. Um, oh my god. She went off about nine o'clock in the morning and then and, and Phil was there obviously and Ronan and I met up with Phil and um we were waiting to meet and we, we met up later with them and then we were waiting to meet and we sat out. it was a gorgeous sunny day at Land's End just and I've never been there before it was so beautiful and then we were waiting and I was thinking oh my god she's gonna be like this so she goes big massive smile and I was like you're a nutter but well done <laughs> and she is facing she went I'm gonna sign up again next year straight yeah. away like that and she you did that for our lovely friends uh, i did um, and our lovely friends listening and then so i did it for the swinnies so uh, for all the gorgeous swinnies um they were just an amazing amazing family and i just love them yeah. loads so it was amazing awesome it was just it really was it was amazing i loved it and uh, i've been looking at other little things and i might be doing oh my mum's listening in and my mum says i have lots of money from friends for you amazing Aww. thanks mum and uh, my uncle ron sent him um, a check over as well he, he rang me to say that he sent so there's some more money coming over to joe and i think if i'm right that we've gone over the four thousand pound mark oh, that's um, fantastic. joe's joe's target was to, to raise five thousand pound um this year for um for histio so hopefully hopefully well not hopefully i know it's going to happen well, we're we're well get over the five yeah, yeah, we'll well get over the five grand. Um, um, just a quick one because I know we've got to move on, but another success was Uncle Ron. 
come into play on the loo when we did the shout expo in town, which was absolutely brilliant. And um, he was so cool. And he's 80, isn't he? And he's 86. Playing, 86, my God. Um, he was just brilliant, wasn't he? And he loved it. And it was dead nice that he came to see us. And Joe Swinney's just said that um, they have gone over that amount. They've gone over the four, yeah, yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, Uncle Ron was, Uncle Ron was, so it was the business fair. And he was like, well, I can't go. I haven't got a business. I went, of course you can. I said, you can just come <laughs> and, um, I said, you can just come and play on Lou. So I'd said to the people at the uh, at the reception, I said, look, so my Uncle Ron's coming. I said, will you... When he comes in, I said, you'll know him. I said, he's 86. I said, will you bring him to, to, to our thing? And you know what? The, the guys at the Shout Expo were so friendly and, and they were lovely. And um, one of the lads got him and he brought him all the way and he sat him down and he made sure he was all right. Um, and then he played Lou and he absolutely loved Lou. He just thought Lou was amazing. He just thought it was the best thing ever. So I said to him, we're going to do corporate days and we're going to do premium corporate days. And on the premium ones, we're going to hire Uncle Ron out with Lou. Well, he was just gone. He thought it was the funniest thing that he ever, ever did. <laughs> so, yeah, so if you want to pay the premium price, Uncle Ron will come along and you can have your photograph taken with him because he's a bit of a celeb, isn't he? <laughs> he is a celeb. Yeah. So, um, so we've all got amazing successes, which is brilliant. Yeah. Um, and... We're going to play this or that with Fran. So, can me or you? Go on, you go first. Okay. Abseil or firewalk, Fran? Firewalk. Okay. What about you, Sam? Right. There's a significant factor here, the height of the abseil. Because if it's not too the bad... The cathedral one outside... No, no, firewalk. The only no, thing right now, so I'm to do the firewalk, obviously, for the charity, but what I'm nervous about is you saying you've got black feet for three weeks. Yeah, you end up, because it burns the bottom of your foot, doesn't it? It doesn't, like, physically oh. hurt burn, because you go, you go into your mindset, but it actually burns the, the sole of your foot. I think once there was a woman and she was she had to go to A and E with severe burn and she's had a skin graft on her feet. That'll be me. <laughs> no, because it's all in the power of your brain. It's all in the power of your mind. You can do okay. it. They psych you up. They get you ready. I hope so. Okay, go on. Your go. So we're all doing the fire walk. I've just gone. Yeah, we're all doing the fire. Okay, Fran, you've just joined the gym exercise equipment like the machines and all that that you have to go in or classes exercise classes 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 for me too what about classes you for me too classes and for me too as an instructor or a participant for me um teach it all don't you um um, I like to join in a class. I like I like joining in. I like the atmosphere of a class. And if you get a really good instructor, it's it's one of the greatest things that you can do. Like you've got a good group Brilliant. of people with you. So yeah, um, I love joining in a, a good exercise class. Yeah, yeah. So classes for me. Yeah. Great. Okay. Um, Coke or Pepsi? Um, San. Coke, always, hundred percent, my whole life. Although. Um, and I don't like any of the decaf, the it's like the original Coca-Cola, that's what I like. But I don't drink it very often at all now. I don't really drink fizzy pop much. But if I only with Bacardian. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, I wasn't going to say that, but yes, only with Bacardi. And, and I know if it's not the right Coke straight away, like a yeah. syrupy thing out the gun, or if yeah. it's the wrong, if it's not Bacardi as well, it's disgusting, mm. you know, straight away if you have like something and it's not like that. But every now and then, maybe once every three months, I'll get a can of Coke and um, uh, it's got to be proper Coke. Yeah. What about you, Fran? I don't drink a lot of fizzy drinks, but if I had to choose, it'd have to be Pepsi. Ooh. Yeah. Wow. Mm. Um, and mine would be Diet Coke because I don't like real Coke. It makes my teeth go furry. Oh, it does make your teeth go furry. It's terrible. But Diet Coke, I don't like Pepsi at all. I think Pepsi's got a But also, taste. what does it even do? Because it cleans pennies. You can mm. clean money and stuff like that with it, so the mind boggles. I know, I know. Go on, son. Last one. Okay. Oh, no, second one. Sorry. Oh, okay then. Sorry. Um, Fran, would you rather do a city break or a week in the sunshine on a beach somewhere? I'd rather do a city break because I'm not a fan of the sun and I love history. So I love going on the breaks oh. to go and find out the local history and the culture. One of my clients was talking to me, he went to Rome at the weekend and everything and he was just I was saying to him oh do this do go here go there when you go there and um he just loved it and he's with his family and he was just saying how incredible it was and it was just superb if you know what you what to see and where to go in places yeah so mine's a city break definitely rather than a week in the sunshine but I quite like a fortnight in the sun so I'd pick that over the city break what about you Helen a city break, hands down. Oh. Yeah, I'm not a massive lover of lying on a beach. Um, although Cornwall, with the beaches and you know, just unbelievable, yeah. unbelievable. So, if anybody, you know, if anybody wants to see Cornwall, you can actually the run that I did. You can actually do that as the coastal walk. Um, and it's you have to have buoyancy aids on because you were in and out of water up to here. Yeah, but that was like that was like a that was part of our challenge. You don't have to do that to to um you know, you don't have to do that. Cruise, you get to do it all. I know, I know. I quite fancy a cruise. I'm just like terrible seasick. That's, that's unless you take your mother to Alaska, Joan. <laughs> <laughs> that's a different story. There was no that that's was the year there was no town. Yeah. <laughs> um okay, last one. Chick flick or horror movie, Fran? Oh, Ch chick what? flick, just have a good laugh. What a terrible choice. Okay, I'd have to have the chick flick over that after the, which we've spoken before about the it incident and the red balloon and all the rest of it. I'm not going into that. But um, so if it's horror or chick flick, it's chick flick. Yeah. Chick flick for me. We were having a discussion, me and Rach, last night because we're going oh, yeah. to the pictures on Thursday and we were like, do we go and see Top Gun? Do we go and see Elvis? There was another one. Oh, Thor's out and she's like massively loves like Chris Hemsworth, doesn't she? So there's oh, like yeah. three that we, there was like a few that we wanted to choose. So we're, we're just going to wait till tomorrow, wait till Thursday. Um, okay, last one for you, Sam. There's loads of good films out at the moment, isn't there? Okay. So I know this, Fran, because I taught you Italian. A long time ago okay so italy or france definitely italy i think most people would say that definitely italy i think for me definitely italy but i do like some parts of france 
Ja, definitely. Okay. okay. That's it. We're done. Oh, we're done. We're done. I'm going to let you introduce Fran, Sam. Brilliant. Okay, so I'm absolutely delighted to have Fran on our show today. Um, so I've known Fran for quite a few years now. It must be actually, mustn't it? Um, connected really when you were at Nugent through Michelle, who's also been on our show. And now you've wear, you work for the Big Health Project, don't you? Um, so we're keen to know all about your journey, how you've come to do what you wanted, what you do now, and what you do in that role, etc. And then how we can, or people out there can help, etc. And here's our Michelle saying hello, which is lovely. My partner in crime. Oh, <laughs> partner in crime indeed. <laughs> you, Fran Darcy, take it oh, away. Oh, thank you to you both for the invitation. I've uh, really been looking forward to this because from chatting to Michelle I heard about how much good fun it was so um so thank you so yeah I'm I'm with the Big Health Project and I've been there about three months and I'm head of community engagements which is a bit of a posh title um basically I'm a fundraiser and I just go out and raise funds and awareness of the charity but how it all started was it was when I was nine and I went to my cousin's school prize giving on the Wirral and Fiona Castle, uh, Roy Castle's wife, was giving a talk mm. about charities. And I came home and I said to my mum, can I do something to help people? So she was like, well, you're nine, so we'll have to find out what, what you're allowed to do. <laughs> so I started off collecting used postage stamps and foreign currency for a couple of charities. And then when I got to double figures, I was like, come on, you've got to let me, got to let me deal in the dollar now. <laughs> so, um, I used to do Christmas fairs and summer fairs, Mother's oh, Day fairs for mainly Marie Curie in Walton. And I sat on the Lord Mayor of Liverpool's charity committee at 15. I did wow. various appeals. And um, wow. so from the age of about 19 to about 18, I raised about £60,000 for local Merseyside charities. What? So, <laughs> so yeah. I get embarrassed. You never told us any of this. No, shout it from the rooftops, love. Just say that again, because I got an 18 to 19. That really confused me. What age did you say you did that from? So, uh, from the age of nine to about 18, I raised about £60,000 for different charities. That's incredible. Was, it was just my hobby. I, I didn't do, like, music or sport or art at, work, at school. Um, yeah. Fundraising was my little hobby growing up so um and i i went to some amazing places i've been to the coots bank in london i've been to the house of lords i've been to whitehall um i had the privilege to speak at lots of you know dinners about philanthropy and stuff um so yeah so that it seems like a long time ago now because i've been fundraising for about 25 years um, so yeah, it, it's just a massive part of my life. But I still went to university and did my degree in history, and got my master's degree. But I knew I wanted to work in the sector. So I've worked for like national charities, more local charities. I've worked for an NHS charity, and then um, it was me and Michelle were apart for too long. We needed to be reunited. Aww. So I'm I'm made up to be back with her because. It made it a lot easier the transition into the yeah. charity because we know how each other one works. Yeah. Um, and you know, we, we just get on so well and we, we help each other when we need it. 
So the Big Health Project is such an amazing local charity and a lot of people in Liverpool probably haven't heard of us because we started life in Newsley mm-hmm. about 11 years ago as Newsley Food Bank. We started yeah. feeding the hungry. But obviously when people come to use that service, they're in need of other support. So wraparound services grew from that, such as our money advice, our employability, um, and other services. So about 13 months ago, I believe, we made the move from our Link Road base in Heighton for our offices. And we're in Bowler Street now, just off Shield Road, Liverpool 6. So part of mine and Michelle's role is to tell people in Liverpool about what we do and raise our profile there, which you were both doing a fantastic job at helping us achieve that as well. But we've still got our base in Kirby, which is where our food bank is, is run from with the warehouse. So we offer a, a, a lot of services and support, all people-centred. And we do something which is pretty amazing called Baby Basics as well. Mm-hmm. So um, and Michelle is really passionate about this service. So it may be a mum who's expecting. Um, and what we do is we, we make up a Moses basket with everything that mum needs for baby for the first three months of baby's life. So it might be nappies, the baby wash, bibs, little clothes, towels. We try to think of everything. And we put in some toiletries for mum as well um, so that she can have a little pamper once baby's born. And that might be the only items that 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 child might come into the world with. And we were making some up last week. And, you know, it was just heartbreaking to think that this basket could be the only thing that we might have but also wonderful that we're able to help people on mm. that level like you you told a really powerful story to us um and when, when, when you explained about the baby basics and it was um a young mum who'd gone into labor um i think mm. it was maybe four or six weeks before she was due so as the thing is, you know, maybe they haven't got the money to buy these things or things aren't just quite ready at the moment or, you know, they've bought little bits and pieces with the money and, you know, they're saving maybe the next, you know, paycheck is going to afford those things. And then they go into labour, you know, those six weeks earlier and I've got nothing. And and that's when you told us about the baby basics. And it's just such a lovely thing to do that. It takes the pressure off mum, doesn't it? You know, to say, I'm going to go out and get the things. I haven't got to find the money for it and stuff like that. Um, and it's just a lovely, lovely gesture, I think. To, you know, to, to, And people can get involved by donating, like, you know, maybe packets of baby wipes or bibs or, or anything to do with babies, can't be for that. Yeah, and it's a, it's a network. So there's baby basics in all different areas where baby basics newsly. Um, and as you say, I think with the, the cost of living going up as well, if people are on tight budgets, they might leave it till the, the due date to buy these essentials. Mm. And if they do go into labour early, they still need that all those essential items to look at. Say someone wants to donate specifically baby things, or they might have maybe they've been given a lot of stuff and they've got stuff left over that's new. A lot, of, you know, that happens, doesn't it? Um, and where do they? How do they get this to you? So they can contact myself or Michelle. At Big Health Project. Um, we'll put details of that after the show. Details, that would be great. Thank you. So apart from the, so you know, you do that amazing baby basics um, thing, but you were, you were talking about the wraparound service and 
I think it's super important that, you know, you don't just give somebody a pack of food. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's everything that goes with that food, isn't it? Yeah. So we're feeding on average about 4,000 people every month through our food distribution services. And the people that are walking through the doors, they're, they're, there's a reason why they're coming to get that support. So we, our staff have a chance to have a chat with them and say, you know, if you're out of work, would you like to get back into work? And yeah. our em employability team will sit down. Some people might not have updated their CV in 20 years, or they might not even have a CV. Yeah. Um, so they'll put their CV together and then find out any training courses they might need to make themselves be more accessible to different jobs. And we also do something on a Thursday from our Bowler Street offices called a job point which is an old-fashioned, back-to-basics jobs board. All the jobs are printed off, put on a board in the different sector categories, and people can come in and have a look at the different jobs available and then have a more in-depth chat with our employability team and find out what they, they might need to be able to apply for that. Because I think maybe people of a certain generation, if they may have come out of work for the first time in a decade, the first thing is you've got to log on with an email address and it they might say straight away oh i'm not going for that there's no chance i'm going to yeah. get it but you can break it down and then help them on that journey to get that that work if they want and, to and sometimes just a little bit of a, a support like that just someone supporting you through a process can enables a person to achieve doesn't it Absolutely. just a little bit of input helping them get an email address and showing them what you know because i think if you've shied away from computers and that's you know someone like my age certainly you have to learn it in in adult life really you know i think if you've never been exposed to it or you haven't got the internet at home um it, it, you do need support you know every for the computer everyone who learns a computer has been shown how to do it you know how to set up an email and go through the process and things like that you know so um i think that's really essential and what a lot of people weren't aware of until the first lockdown certainly is about um we used to talk about internet poverty so everyone assumes you can log on at home everyone assumes you've got um broadband to your house and things like that whereas those people with five children and the only internet they can get is off a phone when they were trying to do lessons and things like that so trying to apply for a job on a mobile phone and put a cv together is nigh on impossible i imagine so i think that's a brilliant service you offer that yeah. It is, it's really important. And then we also have like a money advice team as well, which will help people with budgeting um, manage their finances a bit better. Um, and then we have like a welfare team as well who help people with any questions you might have around that service as well. But for the employability team, we even have some little wardrobes where if people need um, something to wear for a job interview, they can come in and get a little outfit and then if they get the job they've got their first outfit to start off their work wardrobe so we try to think of everything really so fran would you you know with that type of thing would you be wanting people to donate stuff maybe like a suit jacket or smart clothes or anything is that or do you guys get that yourself how does that work yeah any donations like that are always gratefully received because you've got the shops opening as well haven't you yeah, we've got a number of community shops um, around, like Highton, Prescott. We've got one in Bootle, um, one in Dovecott as well. 
but they're not like not just normal charity shops it's where people can go and get information about our other services some of them act as like a food club or a pickup point for people if they need food parcels but they accept donations of clothing toys books like bric-a-brac or like some shoes and handbags as well and all the fundraise from that go back into our work and we've also got um another shop called homes with style which is in heighton and this links in quite nicely with our uh, paint and green project now when i found which out is what... when i found that when fran sorry when fran told me about this my head fell off i was like this is the most amazing <laughs> thing ever. actually this one i was the same i was like how how does that work yeah. so if you've got any old tins of paint rattling around in the back of your shed we will take them off you even if they're the half used and we put them in a big vat do something to it the scientific terms yeah, don't know. <laughs> the magic <laughs> and if it's recolored we've got our own pink charts and then it's put in a fresh tint labeled up and we're able to sell that at a much more affordable price than the big retailers so how good is that for the environment yeah because saving all those tins of paint going to the the tip and you know it's making it more accessible for people to buy that paint and it's supporting a local charity as well and it's it's green in terms of being environmental friendly. The paint is not green. You can, have you can get green though. You can get a lovely green. There is a shade of green. <laughs> you can get what you want, can't you? Yeah, and it's like a Dulux. It's like a Dulux color chart, isn't it? It you is, and, and it's accessible for anybody yeah. as well. So, um, you know, if people want to find out about more about that, we'll put our contact details at the end. Well. And I think it's it's a good way to get you. So, do people pay less than they might pay in the shop? or not is it yeah it, it much it is less than in the shops so it's cheaper than in the shops it's saving them helping towards save the environment okay plus all the money goes directly to the charity that's supporting people get back yeah. into work with food baby stuff and everything brilliant okay that's a win isn't it absolutely and i think it's amazing that it's gone from um you know a, a food bank where people Oh yeah, my mum's just said, "Will Frank come and talk to our ladies?" So I've already, so I think I've already put Fran on your list, mum. Um, if not, I have just spoke to Fran about it. So yeah, Fran, will you, will you, Fran, come and talk of to course. me, mum and yeah. Oh, the lovely, the really nice bunch. Yeah, and and, and I think it's you know, the, the, um, I think from a food bank point of view, where people were going and just getting food parcels to then do that sort of whole wraparound service where. Yeah. You know they can get some debt advice and they can get and um you know some employability help and support and sometimes it's confidence it is com it is about confidence isn't it and and being with someone who's in the know who understands who can give that oh look but mrs webster barbara is she's going we will we pay you. <laughs> yes well i'm sure that'll go to the charity but it will yes <laughs> But yeah, as you say, Sandra, you could do a collection. You could do a collection, couldn't you, for, for baby stuff in my mum's. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever, you know. So, Fran, um, what about people if they want to donate food to the food bank? How does that all work? So, um, there are like essential items that we're always short of, which tend to be tinned meat and tinned fish. And um, we give out items like pasta tinned vegetables long life milk um 
juice, cartons of juice, all items like that, really, packets of rice. So if people want to donate that, again, you can get in touch with us and we can arrange to collect that. And, um, sorry, go on, pal. You're cutting out a bit there. Sorry. Did, did, did you still have tea and coffee, Fran? Oh, yeah, tea and coffee as well. Okay. And sugar, sometimes people don't always think of sugar. No, I wouldn't have thought it. Okay, there you go. I think we've got you back now, Helen. No, we haven't. Oh, she's gone out. She'll come back in again now. Um, so where do they drop these off, though? Can they drop the... You said about having the shops, um, you said in Dove Cart... Bootle, uh, Prescott and Heighton, can they drop the food off at those places or is it all in Nosley, the food bank? Yeah, you can drop donations off there or at Bowler Street at our offices. Oh, in Kensington, of in course. In Kensington as well, yeah. It just and kicked you... me right out and then let me back in again. How random. I know, and you, it's like Anton Deck now, you've come on the other side. <laughs> I feel like I've been given a position of authority because I'm on the side <laughs> <laughs> I'm not allowed what to I was going to say was when when um, Big Help Project did a, a food drive, didn't they? And that means that people, um, all the lads thought that they were having to drive food around. They were all like, I'll drive yeah. for you, Fran. I'll drive for you, which is amazing. Um, but it was a brilliant, brilliant way that they did it. So it was in Asda in Heighton. And they had some young volunteers in the front who were giving people a shopping list of suggested items that they could yeah. buy for the food bank and then when they came in we were on the table you know and another great idea was there was um different varieties of what you could so, so there's like different types of tea bags and these other so if people didn't want to go and find you know where it was they could actually put that in their basket to then um go and pay for and donate at the end and um it was just a really, really well thought out thing. But the fish and the, and the meat was, um, somebody said to me, with the price of fuel going up, so like the, the price of gas and electric and things like that, people sort of struggle with maybe like tins of beans and things because they haven't got the money to heat them. Whereas if they've got a tin of meat or a tin of fish, they can make a sandwich out of it. Um which is like horrendous, isn't it? You know, when you think about it. And I remember having a conversation with you, San, about um, when somebody said something to do with tea bags. And you said to me, imagine waking up in the morning and not being yeah. able to have a cup of tea. No, exactly. You know, you have a hot drink, don't you, in the morning when you get up. And it's horrible that. It's just horrible. And, you know, um, it's interesting, Fran, that I know you were due to come on last week. Well, you were here last week, but we had... Uh, technical hitches because of Gloucester's internet that's what I'm going to say but um I was watching the news tonight just before you came on and it was set it was in Manchester actually and it was talking about the poverty and this lady said she had 300 pound universal credit this and the 280 went on the rent she had children and I just sat there and I thought 20 what do you do with the 20 pounds you electric and they, this, there was a teacher, you know, and I was going about my experience teaching with hungry kids, and we set up a food bank in the school, and they had deputy head teacher on, and she was talking. She said we're one of eight schools, massive, massive secondary schools. Ninety percent of children living in poverty, 
in the it's in northern Manchester and she said you know we've got kids eight miles down the road that have a completely different life and that's the same in Liverpool that's the same here isn't it and it's the same in Wirral it's the same in Halton, Sefton etc um you know thank goodness not everyone's in the same boat but if people are able to help if people can just get a, a pound if people can spend a pound on a tin of tuna or, a, you know, if everyone who is able to do that can help the people who can't, everyone's standards go. And I used to say, you can't teach hungry kids. And this lady on the news, she was saying about a boy, um, another teacher's head on the desk, and she said, what's wrong? And he said, I'm just so hungry, miss. I'm so hungry. You know, and a lot of the families, they've got their electricity cut off, so they can't cook. You know, when we spoke to um, Jill and Kev from an hour from others, they talk about this. A lot of the charities we engage with, this, the stories are right across the board, you know, um, and, and lots of charities tackle, you know, tackle different aspects of, of issues, etc. Um, one of the things I love about your charity is the service you provide and though to help people get on their feet, like debt advice and help them with work or get back into work as well, you know, which is which is a great thing. Things yeah. that we if we're not exposed to, we don't know about, you know. It's about giving people a, a bit of dignity as well um, yeah. through the, the services that we provide. And talking about children, when you think about the six weeks holidays are coming up and the, yeah. the schools being off, families will be worrying about how they're going to maybe provide that extra lunchtime meal or, in some cases, breakfast and lunch for the families. So, yeah. you know we know that it's going to be a busy time during the holidays but with that in mind we've been trying to think about how else we can help families as well you know going back to school in September it's often a brand new school uniform because they've shot up and the yeah. shoes are too small new backpack new lunchbox all the stationery so we're trying to think of a way that we can help families and maybe by collecting school uniform items school shoes and maybe doing a drive around the stationery items as well, pencil cases, pencils. So if anybody can donate any school uniform items, then that would be amazing. And if anybody could help with any donations of stationery as well, just to help families. And, you know, if that that's a bit of a cost saving, if they can get those items from us, then they can maybe, you know, put a bit more food on the table or it could be an extra little day out to the park or something as you know yeah. families are and you think um, some people will have lots of things where the children have been given presents like kids who are arty and stuff and they'll have lots of the same thing or things have felt tips that they've not opened you know duplicates Absolutely. of things they could just and they'll be brand new they could drop them off or if people have got stuff you know pens and that yeah we're going to try and do that through our network through our, our community shops as the, use that as the place where people can access those items as well. What would you Brilliant. say? I think it's sorry. Go on, Hal. Go on, son. No, go on. And um, what would you say that the area of most need is for your charity? What do you need more than anything? I would say food because with with the cost of living going up for every for everybody, um, people who may have ordinarily donated to our food bank. Are no longer able to because they've had to cut back on what they're spending yeah. because their, their bills have gone up so much so food is something that we always always are in need of okay and 
fast as it comes in, it goes out. Yeah. You know, that collection you did, Helen, that was over a weekend. Yeah. By like the Tuesday, Wednesday, that had completely gone because of the amount wow. of people that were feeding. So it's incredible, isn't it? Incredible. So yeah, if anyone can donate, and you know, we have we have certain things where you know, like my mum's, you know, part of a club, and there's, there'll be other yeah. people who are listening who are maybe part of clubs, and maybe their club could, you know, for one month, possibly support the big help and maybe do a little collection, and um, you know, I'm more than happy to drive around and pick some things up and you know then we can drop them off or we can bring them to you as we oh, see it on a friday you. and stuff yeah. um and you know you weigh the food in so and our breakfast uh, bni group that we, that we meet on a friday morning and you know we make donations we all bring food in and things and then fran goes and weighs it and then she says you know thanks everybody because today i don't know the equivalent of 50 pounds being donated or you know mm -hmm. and, it, and it's like and some of the lads they're like oh not go in the shops or whatever and they'll just give you yeah. some money you know they might give you five pound or ten pound or whatever um and then you're able to buy food with that then aren't you yeah we reckon it's about three pound fifty to feed a family for a week so all those I sorry i don't understand that what do you so, mean it's three pound fifty how can you feed a family for 350 i don't get that so we have our different models so we've got our food bank model and then we've got our food clubs as well so our food clubs are where people can come along and access food items through a membership of £3.50 and you, you come away with about £20 worth of items and these are accessible for anybody. So you can go in and say, I want cereal this week or I want, I don't know, rice. But if a family presents themselves and they can't afford that, obviously we wouldn't send them away. We would still feed them. So that shop is £3.50 and that shop would feed, you know, they could feed their family for the £3.50. That's the amount that we say that it is. Right. I remember you said that, Fran, in our group, you said something to do with it. And I can't think who was sat next to me. And and they went, oh, that's the price of a Costa, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And they basically said the price of a coffee could feed a family for a week. And that's with the food club membership where people and I like the food club idea because um you were talking about dignity before and things like that, and it's yeah. um self-worth. So I am paying for this. And also I think it's quite nice for the children to be able to see that, you know, my grown-up goes in and my grown-up pays for things, and then it doesn't become um I yeah. have an expectation, you know, it's like, oh, my grown up is, is paying for their food as they would in, in, in any shop. Yeah. You know, they don't really need to know how much it is and stuff. But um, I do think there's a massive thing about paying. And there's a lot of people who, um, you know, sort of dignity and things like that and, and might not, you know, want to go to a food bank and give them a free, you know, they, they say it's like a free handout or something. Whereas if they can pay yeah. for it, it's that like, oh, I, I'm, I'm doing my bit sort of thing. Yeah, it gives them that choice to pick what they might need for that week and it's set out like a a proper little shop really. You get a little basket and you go around with your basket and there's like fresh fruit and vegetables available. Yeah, it's hard, isn't it? Important, isn't it? I think we should do a, some things for you, have a good drive on a few things. I'm sure there's a few initiatives we can do to help you know especially with food and things 
I'm happy to drive around. People will know it's me because of the gaffer on the back. <laughs> you can still fit a lot in a Yaris boot, you know. Absolutely. <laughs> so food's your main. So food's your main drive at the moment. It's it is yes. In and out today. <laughs> so food, food is your main driver that you need. Okay, food. Baby basics. If people, as Helen said, if they can't do that but they want to make a donation, that's great. Then you guys can go and buy what you actually need the most, yes. aren't you? Uh, old tins of paint, yes. super smart clothes for interviews, clothes and things and items for the home that you guys can sell in your charity shops now to bring in revenue, etc. Um, I know have the charity shops been going a while or are they new, Fran? I think they've been going about five years. And they have a good variety of stock at a very very affordable prices. Brilliant. Well, for people. Okay, then. Fantastic. Uh, and you've got some fundraising events coming up, haven't you? Because we're partake I'm partaking in one, which I'm starting to regret before <laughs> we go. If you'd like to tell everyone about those. Yes, yeah, so we, we have got people completing the Liverpool Anglican Cathedral abseil for us on the 30th of July. The, the lovely oh, yeah. Anna from Anna's our group. Yes. Yeah. Um, so that'll be fantastic. We're, we're going to be cheering people on between 9 a.m. and 10 a.m. on the 30th of July, which is. And how many, how many people have you got doing that from? We've, we've got 16 people doing that for our charity. And uh, our food bank manager's doing it, who's absolutely petrified of heights. Oh my God. She's going to face her fear. It, <laughs> it's hell back now. It's such a long drop from the cathedral as well, isn't it? And when's the firework? So that's Friday, the 16th of September. And that's at the Hare and Hounds pub in the car park um, in Heighton. Okay, and you're doing that in conjunction with Bradbury Fields, aren't you? We are, yes. With our mate Jills. We've had, we've had Jillian Wilson on as well, oh, yeah. Yes. So, brilliant. So, so does the money go, Helen's just Helen's just in and out now doing a vanishing <laughs> act. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, there you go. You're back now, mate. We can hear you. You're just lagging. That's all a bit. There you go. You're just a bit pixelated. Um, so, you, you know, the fire walk then, how does that work? Is all the money raised split between the two charities or do you just have your own people and raise money for each one? So each of us will recruit our own walkers, but um, we're going to link ours around Feed a Family so we ask for mm -hmm. a minimum amount raised, £75. So okay. that'll go towards feeding the family. But we are going to be working closely with Bradbury Fields to, you know, promote the event. Yeah. We do get an hour's training before before the firework starts as well. Cool that grass. Cool that grass. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you have to say. That's, That's the mantra in your head. I'll be thinking of icebergs, Hal, believe me. Um, I saw so it on the telly about 20 years ago and I thought I need to do that. So, um, Fran, have you got space for more people to do the firewalk if they're interested or is it full? Yeah, no, we have got places available. And what the Hair and Hounds have said that if you want to come with your friends, family, colleagues, you can have a little bite to eat and they can reserve tables for people. But no alcohol is to be consumed 
before people walk if they are taking part in the fire walk Um, that's part of the terms and conditions you can have alcohol's flammable yes (laughs) that would be me (laughs) i've spilled the bacardi and the cake off my leg and more skin grafts I don't know if you mentioned because I was getting thrown in and out. Did you mention that Anna's doing the yeah, yeah, guest Anna, yeah, she's doing the yeah, yeah. nine till ten in the morning, and that's the thirtieth of this month, isn't it, Fran? Yeah, it's on the Saturday morning. We'll be cheering. So I'm looking at breakfast. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking at. Bro- oh, so my cousin Julie's listening in, and she says, "Well done, girls. She'll drop things off soon, so she can drop them off at my mum's, or oh, uh, I'll come and collect them from yours, Jim." Um, yeah, amazing. Isn't that brilliant? And just when's the date of the firework again, please, Fran? That's Friday, the 16th of September, and that's in the evening. I'm dead excited about that. Dead excited. I'm going to do it. I'm doing it, Sandra, as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're all doing it. Yes. We look, we have. <laughs> that. You'll want to do it again. You'll want to do it again once you've done it the first time. I can bunch a jump off the end. (laughs) (laughs) So if people want to donate, have you got a link on your website? We can share that. Yeah, we've got some links to our website. Okay, because we'll put them on our page as well and everything at at the time. Keep us posted of any new initiatives you're doing as well or any drives you've got because we'll uh, we'll keep sharing Michelle said. So Michelle says that yeah, the three musketeers. <laughs> I'm thinking the fabulous four or the fabulous. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm sure uh, Michelle can join us for on the fab four on that one. Um, so massive thanks for Fran for sharing the story yeah. of her big health project, and you're doing an amazing, amazing job. And you know we wish you every success. And anybody can get involved. They can speak to myself, Sandra. They can speak to you, and we'll pass you details on and things like that. So. Oh, she said she spelled that wrong. Yeah, she, she meant said to that. She knows well that there and Jack will have clocked that straight away. Doesn't <laughs> matter, Michelle. It's okay. I know she spelled the three musketeers wrong. It should have been the Fab Four. Um, <laughs> so red face moment. Something that's slightly embarrassing. People can laugh along with, not at you. I know Fran's got a belt. So Fran is hilarious. Fran, um, Fran's going to take it away first. Go on. So it was during the lockdown. I was doing a diploma through the Archdiocese of Liverpool in pastoral ministry and leadership. So we're talking the Catholic Church. So because we couldn't meet in person, we, they'd set up a Zoom evening. It was a Thursday evening and they said, make sure when you log on to the Zoom, you've got your Bible and a candle to take part in some prayer. So I thought, okay, get myself a headset. Everything was ready, sat with my candle and my Bible. And somebody else had been using my laptop a few evenings before for a quiz with their football friends. And it changed my name from Fran Darcy to something that I can't repeat. If you think of a show on the television called Call My Bluff, and you change one of those words. So it must have come up, is in the waiting room. And I was thinking, can they not let me in? can't believe this it's going to start in a minute so they eventually let me in everyone looked very confused at this point and there were bishops on the call priests catholic nuns and about 40 people and <coughs> in my horror when i realized rather than coming out of the call and changing my name i just clicked off the you know the camera part so the name came up in massive letters <laughs> 
And I wasn't very good on the Zoom. I was frantically trying to change the name. <laughs> and I literally sat there, beetroot, still with the candle and the Bible. <laughs> and everyone just sat there thinking, who is this person? <laughs> we let him, yeah. I love the bit that you you, you went, oh, I'll turn my camera off and it made it even bigger. (laughs) (laughs) Disaster. That's hilarious. Did you get an email or anything about it? Luckily, no. Luckily, there were two people on the course with both called Francesca. And I did have to say to the other Francesca, you didn't get an email. She said no, but I did notice what happened when you logged in. It, Fran, (laughs) who would you lend your computer to? Um, it was a male, so you who plays football, so you can imagine what the name was. I hope you told them. <laughs> That's brilliant. That's they saw it happen. They were sat in the room with me. They must have just been in bits. That's brilliant. That's amazing. That is hilarious. I love that. That's brilliant. Brilliant. That's you got sick. a red face this week, San. My life. <laughs> just <laughs> apart from apart as Ronan said, one of the really good things about having gaffer tape on the back of the car and the two bits of the wing mirrors of the wing mirrors are there, I can see, but the cup is gone. Is that all the Mercedes and Range Rovers keep the distance from you on the motorway because they're like, she doesn't care. <laughs> so was um, me driving around Cornwall in the little lanes with people going like that. Because <laughs> you see a bit more things like that living in a city, don't you? But yeah, down yeah. All the way, and they were well, just like looks of horror. <laughs> um, so that was that. But I drive around. I'm quite, I was quite pleased with myself, really. It was a red face that turned into a great positive, and now I'm just delighted. And who are you if your car's not held together with gaffer tape? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, what about you? Yeah. Um, so I've had two. So um, when we, we were putting Lou in the car on um, Friday and um, my protein shake had burst in the back of the car. <laughs> that was Sorry, so on. it's gone like all over the car. So the car absolutely stinks of like strawberry milkshake gone off. So I'd scrubbed it and everything like that anyway. So I put both windows down, you know, to, um, air it. to like air it it's, it's because of the smell. And I had the doors open and then uh, somebody walked, was was trying to walk past. So I had to like shut the door and I went like that to shut the door, but just put my hand through the window because there was no window. <laughs> <laughs> so I went to push the window to shut the door <laughs> and just put my hand through. And this fella was just like waiting for me to like close the door. And I did it twice and I thought, and I went, oh, the window's down. Brilliant. <laughs> and then this morning so i get up at half five of the morning and this morning it was five past so i got up i had the shower i felt amazing um i go to exercise at half past, well i teach exercise at half past six so five past five loads of time jumps in the shower felt amazing felt dead fresh went and got dressed really really looking forward to seeing everybody and it was um I'd woken up at five past seven because my alarm hadn't gone off. So I noticed at 20 to eight when I thought it was actually 20 to six in the morning. I was thinking, God, I feel amazing. So I totally <laughs> missed, I totally missed this morning, missed the class and everything. So poor Sophie and um, 
Heather and Lynn had, had all gone to class this morning and I wasn't there because I was still asleep. So, yeah, so apologies to them. So, there you go. Um, so, shout out to any grown-ups, any grown-ups who've done amazing things this week. Yeah, go on. Uh, I'd like to shout out to Sarah Roberts. Sarah Roberts, who did a uh, master's whilst working full-time in the lockdown and having to deal with... She's in HR in a big, massive mm -hmm. uh, factory, having to deal with all the stuff to do with the lockdown and everything and studying at the same time and she had her graduation this week so that was dead cool yeah. last week last friday i should say um danny as always danny de brabender who's put his pictures on um to show him what actually like the rashes after chemo and everything you know and he's such a positive person he's raised so much money locally helping people yeah. and just you know he just keeps going and a shout out to liverpool city council for putting chess tables in Sefton Park, which are the best thing ever. Brilliant. They're mine. Brilliant. Well done, well done. Fran, have you got any grown-ups you want to shout out to? So I've got two, if that's okay. So yeah, yeah, yeah. The first one is to Liverpool Voice Choir, um, which is led by Leslie Bentley. They recently held a concert for Ukraine and raised just on £2,500. So every Friday at Big Help, we run a weekly support group for people who've just arrived from um, the Ukraine. And off the back of that, we've received loads of donations of toiletries and cleaning products as well. So thank you so much to them because little acorns have grown from yeah. their amazing efforts, as the saying goes. Uh, that is a quote Great. by Leslie as well. And the second thing is um, Big Help Project have just become the main shirt sponsor of Wigan Athletic Football Club so on. Um, there's been a press release issued in the last couple of days so Wigan uh, a, a championship team one yeah. level below the Premier League and this sponsorship has been gifted by the club so if you look at their new shirts on their website it's got the big help project logo right across the front which brilliant, amazing for us so um just to say thank you to them for this yeah, fantastic it is that's brilliant incredible. that's a really really good yeah it really, is really good because they'll be on there uh, the telly and everything and sky and everything which is a massive mm -hmm. massive yeah. um, so joe says that she's seen the um voice choir in a uh, festival in nutsford um, and they were brill so brilliant um i want to give a shout out to so emmett is he's our apprentice and he's 17 so he's nearly a grown-up yeah um and it's just been amazing the last two days with um being in um, Holy Rosary, you know, he's he's turned up and he's he's uh, he's just been amazing. So big shout out to him for doing uh, great stuff. He's just flying at the moment. So well done. Yeah. So um, Joe says there was a handsome singer and she wanted to match with Dana. <laughs> there you go. Um, so positive challenge, Fran. Do you have a po positive challenge that people can do this week? Just if people could, you know, maybe donate one item to charity, whether it's a food item or a book that you're not going to read again to a charity shop, give it a second life. Brilliant. Amazing. Um, so I'm going to say a massive thank you to Fran for joining us for the second week. Internet's been rubbish in yeah. Liverpool and it has in Gloucester for me yeah. as well. Uh, <laughs> massive thank you to Sandra, as always, for um, being part of and being here. Um, and Fran's going to leave us with a closing quote, which is a mantra that she lives by. So we'll see everybody next week. A massive thank you to both of you. Oh, thank Over you, to you to Fran. Thank you to you both. I've, I've had a wonderful hour with you. So this quote is something I always said growing up as a child. Um, 
through my fundraising and it's that there's no greater joy than giving and it's not just of oh. money or items but it can be of yourself you know your gifts and talents we can use them to help others so i'll leave that one with everybody and thank you so much thank you thank you and thank you very much and we'll see everybody next week bye bye bye, -bye.